Welcome back, everyone, to week three of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebia Sash here with my editor, Brian Lender, the best sports editor in the area, hands down. Brian, open us up. What will we be talking about this week? Man, Nebby, it's, it's another week, another exciting week of high school football here in Pennsylvania, which is year-round, Nebby. People yeah. think it's only in the fall, man, but it never stops. Um, and, you know, we saw some some exciting uh, uh, performances again last week. You know, Nicholas Singleton, he's a he's a Penn State commit and a guy I'm hoping we'll have on here soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, broke the Birch County rushing record. He had five touchdowns and, and, and uh, he broke the rushing yardage record all time. Um, and, you know, we had some other big performances too, man. You know, Alex Irby over at Steel High, we talked about him. Over you know, a thousand yards. Yeah, keeps throwing touchdowns, man. Set, set the uh, school record for touchdown passes and he's only a sophomore. Wow. Um, Tanner Maddox out of Fleetwood. He's a quarterback who's committed to, to Villanova. Mm-hmm. Quarterback who also had three interceptions, returned to him for touchdowns. So, you know, we saw some 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 big names have some big-time performances again, and guys who we'll talk more about this podcast as we go on. But, Nebby, I'm excited about this week, man, because we have got a guy coming on here who has had his hand on just about every big name you can think of coming through Pittsburgh and Western PA, man. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Brown, two-tenths training, speed and agility. What do you think, Nebby? You excited, man? I'm excited. You know, Dwayne is someone who is all about the neighborhood and the community impacting lives. Um, and that's that's definitely someone special to have on this podcast in the PA High School Football Report. Because like you say all the time, we talk about these guys. And not guys, you just mean these guys. But, uh, you know, without people like Dwayne who are so influential and impactful, these guys don't get a chance to become who they really are. So I'm excited for this week, and I can't wait to speak to him. Yeah, he's, you know, he trained some of the best. Tamir Robinson, uh, uh, Lamont Payne out there right now, kids who are coming up. But, man, Miles Sanders, you know, Jaquan Brisker, maybe the baddest man, not in football, maybe the baddest man on the planet, mm. Aaron Donald, works yeah. with this guy. So I'm excited, Nebby. Let, let's get this guy in here and, and, and let's uh, – Let's get let's let's let Dwayne tell people his story and and talk to him some about some football, man. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome back, everyone, to week three of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebia Size here with my editor Brian Linder. This week we have the pleasure of having yet another special guest here with us. Brian, you want to do the honor of introducing him? Well, maybe I'm really excited. We got Dwayne Brown from uh, Two Tenths Training up in Western PA, Just man. Being yep. Yeah, <laughs> up, up in Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, for a lot of people who don't know, I'm excited to have him on here. And one of the reasons why is because pretty much everybody who's been anybody in Western PA, I feel like he's probably had his hands on or at least seen. Um, mm. So, Dwayne, you know, for the people who don't know you, I don't know what you do. Why don't you, why don't you tell people who you are and what you do real quick, man? Well, Dwayne Brown, I, I own two test speed and agility. Um, I, I do speed and agility training. I started out in 2004 and five, and I started out at the back of a pickup truck and I did it more or less. I started out just to help some kids in the community to, you know, get better. I used to go around and, you know, go to the camps and see how kids looked and especially in the city, they didn't look the part or they didn't know how to run the 40 or they weren't moving well. So I started it up 
writing a, a community called Bell Suver. And I think I started out with six guys. And then I ended up going from there over to Greenway Field. And then I started getting like 30 to 40. And then it was all word of mouth. So, you know, um, 2010, I'm going to give you an example who was on the field. Uh, Aaron Donald, uh, Miles Sanders, Draymond Henry, Dane Jackson, Damar Hamlin, John Wetzel, Greg McGee, Manessa Garner, Trayvon Hester, um, Jelani Fields, Terry Swanson, um, Jalen Coleman, mm. Theron Coleman, Tyreek Jarrett. So I could get <laughs> <laughs> so let's go on. Played, yeah, yeah. Most of them guys play D1. Some of them are in the pros now. So like guys like Damar Hamlin, he's been with me since nine years old. Theron wow. Coleman, nine years old. Uh, Dane Jackson, he was like 10 or 11. So that was actually where I, where I was at Greenway. It's on the west side of Pittsburgh. Dane would walk down from where he lived at, down to the hill. Yep. And then DeMar would come around the corner, come up to that park. Tyreek and Theron live right around the corner. Oh, and Will Clark was there too. Will Clark was another guy that was on that field. And that was just on a Saturday. Yep. And then now, you know, uh, eight, nine years ago, due to the fact Pitt and the Steelers, they shared a indoor mm-hmm. when Aaron, um, I trained Aaron uh, that year before we won all them awards. And then we would be able to, we, we got the nonprofit part of it and we were able to get in there. So that was when we got in the indoor, that was when we were able to get all the top guys from the area. So from that December to June, you know what I mean? All the top guys in the area, because how, you know, wintertime, would come in there and work out. So I just basically built a concept where I could train 150 to 200 kids setting up the stations at once. And I was able to figure out what equipment worked for me, like the jump strike bands, the ladder resistors, cones, hurdles, zoids, long speed resistors to cipher the kids through. And then once Aaron got in the league, I was able to condense a two hour workout with 150 to 200 kids I took each piece and I condensed it to 45 minutes. Mm. So, and then when I, when I train these guys, especially like a guy like Aaron, I just don't, I don't train them for the position. I train them to be athletic. You see what I'm saying? So therefore Aaron's able to open up, come forward. His footwork is similar to some of the running backs. You know what I mean? Mm. That you see in the league. Cause I had Aaron training with Miles Sanders, David Montgomery. And right now, I'm training um, Najee Harris off and on. You know what I'm saying? He likes to work out during the season. But, um, yeah, I just came up with that concept. So if it worked for him, it could work for everybody else, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. you start this thing, you said, out, out of out of the back of a pickup truck. You right. You could not have imagined, though. I mean, you saw the athletes, so right. that kind of inspired you to go do it, man. But you could not have imagined all these names. And the, you know, Aaron Donald and these guys. You couldn't imagine it. It would it would have become what it has. Well, no, I couldn't imagine, but I did. So one thing about what I did, I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I wrote down training over 100 athletes at once. I accomplished that. I wrote down, I wrote down 300 guys going to the NFL, at least touching it. And then I wrote down, uh, you know, getting getting my own indoor. 
uh, facility, franchising it out. And that I'm in the process of all that stuff right now. You know what I mean? But what happens is I built a culture around the training around here. So that's why it doesn't matter what school you go to, what 707 team you play for. It's a culture that's built. So everybody wants to compete against the best guys. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when we speed train Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, but then our Thursday nights when we do positional. So you got ex college and pro athletes like Vaughn Rivers played for West Virginia, Mike Booth, Greg McGee, you know, like guys, I was named Vanessa Garner, Aaron comes back. Um, um, we got so many ex uh, college and pro guys that come back and help out. So we're getting 300 kids and they're getting coached up by high level guys and then you do the one-on-ones. And then that's why you see stuff like with the prospect media, we work hand to hand. A lot of his stuff goes viral. It goes viral. You know what I mean? Down here in Western Pennsylvania. So. And maybe yeah. I'll tell you, man, one of the fun things for me uh-huh. is when he tweets out stuff sometimes, some of the workouts, oh, yeah. I'll look at him, just pick out the guys, man. Cause I talk a lot about, I, 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 I'll tell you, Dwayne, I feel like I say guys on this podcast right. like 57 times not just <laughs> right. a guy but guys nebby right you know right. i'm talking right. about killers you know right. dogs, right. and, and, and he's right. got them um, right no but when you know, I, so, so go ahead yeah you sorry to cut you off you had mentioned you started back in 2004 but talk to me a bit about the name two temps speed and agility training where that derived from and where that came from the background of it so so uh when i first started training you know when you, so I got certified. So, you know, in the beginning, that was the, that was the whole knock on me. Oh, he didn't go to school for this, 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 and that. But people don't know, I didn't even play football. I was a basketball player. So I was an athlete. But what okay. it is, I can see, I can see movement. You know what I'm saying? So I can see how a person moves and I can take that and turn it into a drill. If you notice some of my drills, you'd be like, man, how do you come up with this? Mm-hmm. I just, I see it and I just come up with it. I see how DB moves, wide receiver moves, how hoopers moves. I see if you run track, you know what I mean? Because I got girls that run track. Regardless, you can come up with a drill for any sports-specific thing. So I had a guy named Jamari Cronwell. He ended up playing for Shelly High School at the time. He walked on at Akron, but he was training with me, and he was a 4'8". So he got down to a 4'4". So I was like, man, we ain't calling this four tenths, we won't call this two tenths. <laughs> so that's how I came up with the name, two tenths speed agility. Yeah. That's and it just mean. kept doing it and just branded it. That's it. It's, mm-hmm. it's funny. You talk about like watching guys move and stuff. And I think when you and I had a phone conversation a couple months ago, I kind of mentioned this and Debbie, this is funny because I always tell people I'm not the biggest X's and O's guy. I've been doing this a little over 20 years now. I'm 38. Right. I've been doing this since I was a teenager. And I always tell people to cheat, cheat mm-hmm. for figuring out if a guy's a guy is if they look different, if they move different. Right. Because if every, if you go to a game, right, Dwayne, and everybody's running the same, right, probably not going right. to the league. But it's that right. one guy that stands out. And I, I think Aaron's a little bit of a funny situation because when you check that huddle and you look at the height and weight, you know, from high school, he right. doesn't you know, he's not a six four, six five guy. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a huge guy. He didn't maybe fit the prototypes. Tell right. me about that guy the first time, you know, you started at a back of pick pickup truck. When did you first come across Aaron Donald, who might be the baddest man on the planet? <laughs> so so Aaron, so how we met was Aaron's dad and my cousin Joey Lewis 
play high school football together. So at first, Aaron's dad, Archie, he was like, man, that stuff's for skilled guys. But he started bringing him over because I trained his older brother. People don't realize his older brother, Archie Donald, was good at Toledo. So I started training him, and then Aaron started coming. And I got Archie so right for his pro day. You know what I mean? He ended up being at Cleveland, and he hurt his shoulder at the Dolphins. Then Aaron started coming over. Aaron hated it. He hated it. But when he he was a late qualifier, but he was able to get in pit. But when he went back to pit, he was more in shape than everyone else. So he kept coming back. You get what I'm saying? And then the, the year that he, he was going to see about leaving early, he got a fifth round grade. So he trained with me that whole summer, two, three times a week. And look at all the awards. He, now he's the most decorated player in pit. So, and the thing about it is, Aaron didn't have to keep training with me, but guess what? It worked. So he went from rookie year. And then when he set out, when he set out for the contract, he really like seen it. So he went from 280, and Aaron's only 265 playing D tackle. That's all he weighs. And then it the whole transformation just it just manifested. And then what he did was he, he got his eating right. He kept his weight down. He started doing the other things, taking care of his body. And he just sticks with me. And now he just, he just changed the game. You know what I mean? I, go ahead. When did you wait? But when did you first realize that this guy could be what this guy is? Oh, so when he did come, when he was like in 10th, 11th grade. So those rubber bands that I put in two knots. So they're like 200 pounds a piece. He had a, he had a three hundred pound person holding him, and he ripped the band. And then when we tried when we timed him in this ten yard split, he ran a ten two. Yes, and, and in high school he was like two sixty five to two seventy. Then yeah, yeah. So you could just tell. And then he was so dominant. He was so dominant. There's like he had aggression problem when he was in high school. He's he's mean. I seen him do some stuff, take two, 300 pounders out when he was in high school. So it was almost like when Juan Stapp was there, you know, he was up, he, he coached Warren Sapp. So it was almost like, man, this guy's like Warren Sapp playing. Remember, he only had three scholarships. He had, I think, Toledo, Akron, and Pitt. That's it. And then he made, some, he made the most out of it. So he goes, and I tell everybody, he starts out 150% when everybody I train start out 100. So when he's at at the end of the workout, he's still at 100 while everybody's at 50. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. He goes hard on everything. Yeah. And Nebby, he'll come. You know, he might he might be the best player in the NFL, Nebby. Mm-hmm. He'll come work out with, with their young guys sometimes. I see him out there. and right. They got young guys on the field. What does that do, and what does that say about his mindset and, and what he's doing, and how big is that out there for those kids sometimes to see that guy doing the same stuff they're doing? Right, because you get a lot of guys when they get to the league, you know, they get prima donna status. You see what I'm saying? They get to the point where I ain't working out with no kids. No, he pushes. It doesn't matter. And those kids see that, and then he's giving out pointers. I don't know if you've seen a video. I had him and Tate Mirror working out, Robinson. And he's giving them pointers. So those kids can see, like, this is realistic. I'm right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually training with the best guy in the league and other NFL players. I had Derek Davis train with Miles Sanders before. So it's like, hey, I'm keeping up with Miles Sanders. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and you got Jaquan Brisker training with Aaron, 
Dane Jackson, DeMar, you know, all these different guys. It's a conglomerate. They all know each other. So Brisker is, could be a first or second round draft pick for Penn State. And then you he's already been trained with NFL guys. Now you got Day-Day Hardy and you got Joey Porter coming right behind him that train with two tents. So, you know, I mean, sometimes it don't, you know, I, I don't, sit back and be like, wow, I got all these guys all over the country. But when you do reflect on you like, well, I got three guys at Penn State that I actually had right. hands on dealing with starting right now right. for Penn State. You know what I mean? And a lot of guys down there too. Yeah, that's a blessing. That's That must be, you know, one heck of a feeling, Dwayne. Um, my buddies and I from college, we talk about Aaron Donald often, and he's one of our favorite players to watch in the league right now. I mean, how do you train a guy like him when he first came in? I know you mentioned that he he absolutely hated it at first. I mean, he moves like a running back now, all due to right. your training and the, the skill skill drills you had him doing. What was right. it like? You know, talk to me a bit about the process when you initially got him and how he's transpired into the athlete he's become today. Well, I think that once he's seen that it worked mm-hmm. and the success, you know, it's almost like the perfect combination. The success we was having together and I was able, because Aaron was kind of like an introvert, you know what I'm saying? And then when he plays football, it's just so different. You know, he's like blossomed to, you know, he's a it's like a superhero right now. Mm-hmm. He, um, um, he, he never questioned anything I did. That was the main thing. If I told him to open up and turn, guess what? He opened up and turned. You know what I mean? If I told him we're going to do DB drills today, guess what? He never questioned. He just did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I say flipping his tire and put do push-ups around it, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Some of them drills, guess what? He's going to give 200%. He's coaching. So, and that's, yeah, and that's the thing. That's the difference between him and a lot of guys because some of these guys, they get these rankings coming out. You know what I mean? And sometimes it goes to their head and they feel like, oh, we ain't, I ain't got to work. Nah, the NFL stand for not for long. You mm. know what I'm saying? You'll be at home in one second. I didn't seen it. And then when you get to college, I didn't got them phone calls 12, 1, 2 o'clock at night about why ain't I playing? You know what I mean? And mm. a lot of it is it's self-inflicted. You get what I'm saying? Right. They got the they have the uh they have the uh ability, but then you know what I mean, it's them in their mindset. You get what I'm saying? And that's one thing. Aaron never questioned anything. Yeah. You uh We've talked so much about Aaron, but one of the things I'm really excited about is I know you've worked with some other guys, young guys right now. You know, if people don't know the names, you mentioned Tamir Robinson um, from from Brashear, uh, right? Linebacker, safety. I mean, he can do right. whatever he wants to do. Def- right. He might even grow into a defensive end before this. Yeah. Is done. Right, right, right. Um, a right. kid, I feel like. I always, you know, I'm not bragging. I feel like we had Lamont Payne ranked before anybody. Right. right. And that yeah. kid's like a 6'1 corner who can, right. I mean, he could play corner at, at his size right. or he could be a safety and, and be a game changer. Right. Tell us about some of these kids out of Western PA right now. Um, and maybe not even kids that, that you specifically train to, but who are you seeing right now? Because there are some guys, there's some guys out there that are different. You know, we talk so, about being different. Right, right, right. So you got, you got your K, Yacomanelli. Yac- He's a guy. You know, I knew uh, he him his dad always left, but I knew he's gonna get the Wisconsin offer because I know Joe Rudolph, I know Paul Chris from the times they was here and then recruiting Reggie Mitchell and Manessa Garner. You know what I mean? So I know what type of guys they like. And Cade's a guy like a Chris Borland. Chris Borland would have had basically been an NFL if he wouldn't have got hurt. He got the he's big enough. He runs a four five, very explosive. You know, 
and he'll fit into the Wisconsin system. You know, um, I think that's a, one thing when you talk about recruiting and we talk about Lamont Payne, people don't understand that when you get BCS guys, then you got your FCS guys, and then you got your lower tier guys. Corner-wise, they're looking for you automatically six foot, six one and up corners that can move and open. They're automatically going to place you as a BCS guy. When you're that six foot to 5'11 to 5'10, you better be able to run and be explosive. And then you better be able to do things on both sides of the field. And then once you get to that 5'10-ish and level, you still got to be able to run, but you better be so dominant on your film. You know what I mean? And a lot of those guys I see are in the lower classes. Like they're like they're nice, but they don't have the measurables. And I think a lot of people, they don't understand. You know, all, people look at film, oh, my kid dominated this kid, this, this, and that. But they don't understand what the colleges are looking for because them guys, when they get on that field, they're big. Mm-hmm. And measurables takes a lot into it. You know what I mean? Right. And I know the comments, oh, my kid did, did, ran for 200 yards, but he might be 5'8", 160. We're not saying that he's not nice. But when you get on that NFL level, when you got 6'4", 6'5", wide receivers and guys like Waller coming at you, right. you got to be able, you got to be long and you got to be able to move. And that goes to Tamir. Tamir is the type of kid. He can play so many multiple positions and he's comfortable covering. So when we first got him, first thing we did was show him how to cover. You get what I'm saying? So now we kind of reversed it where we showed him how to cover and now he's learning how to pass rush. You see what I'm saying? Right. So we took a kid that was 6'1", 6'2", a basketball player showed him how to cover, open up, back pedal, come forward. He's out there guarding receivers. Now his value is more when now you teach him how to pass rush. So therefore, when he goes in college, he's ready to go. He's going to be a Sam linebacker or a hybrid safety. And what's the league then turned into now? Those type of guys that, playing linebackers. Yep. And you mentioned it too, because this is this is really only his what second year probably playing football, right? He, he was a right, hooper, right? right? He was a hooper. Yep. He didn't even want to play. And then people don't realize Lamont didn't start playing football until seventh, eighth grade. Mm. It was all basketball players turned into football players. Cameron Cheatham, he's another one. Basketball player turned into a football player. Will Clark was the same way. You know what I mean? Um, I ain't going to say Dayon was always a football player. Hayes from Pitt, he was a football yep. player. Him and the Clyde, him and the, the Clyde, uh Johnson. Nakai Greenhill at Michigan, he's another one of my guys. He was a hooper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was a basketball player first. And you see, what is he playing with? Like that wheel linebacker, open up and could cover. You know what I mean? Those are the guys now that they're looking for in the in the NFL. Brian and Dwayne yeah. mentioned uh okay. Tamir. I thought know. I froze up. Oh no, you're fine. You both mentioned Tamir, you know, for those who don't know, of course, our athlete right. leagues in the class of 2023. Kids got offers from Penn State, right. Alabama, Clemson. I saw that you had a camp back in July with, you know, all these four-star recruits right. and potential five stars. As as somebody from the Pittsburgh area, a native, with this vision of, you know, your 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 sports uh two temps speed and agility training. Um right. what does it feel like to have the impact on these kids? from your, from your area, you know, what, what is it like having that impact on them and helping them grow into these athletes that they so long to become? Right. Well, I, I look at it like this. It's my, um, it's my purpose. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This is what I was basically put on earth to do. So, you know, a lot of the things 
when you got to, I, I just like almost everything that I'm dealing with, it's like going viral. You know what I mean? It's, right. just, it's just happening. I'm not making an effort. I just do it. I have an idea just like the camp. I was able to bring together like an Anthony Specker, you know what I mean? Um, all these different guys, Quentin, well, Quentin didn't come that, that came. He was on vacation. But all these different guys together on one platform and guys like Aaron Donald, uh, Dane Jackson, DeMar Hamlin, Kenny Robinson, ex, you know, these NFL guys come back and coach them up. That's right. why it was, it was, it, it was a bananas of a camp. Cause right. you don't get those NFL guys coming back, coaching up the up and coming ninth, eighth grade on the ninth, ninth graders on up, you know right. what I mean? On a high level. Yeah, and that's the yeah, next yeah. point I wanted to touch on because dudes, like you mentioned, Aaron Donald coming back. I know that has to be really reassuring for you, knowing that your program is heading in the right direction and what it was originally intended for. But like, where right. do you see it going even further? I mean, I know you've reached that point to where, as though you may be content, but you seem like the guy that's never satisfied. What do you hope to see more of in the future? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the whole thing now, the next goal is, um, you know, I had the seven on seven league here in Pittsburgh. Okay. And Keep doing that. That's what the, you know, amongst the high school teams, um, a camp tour, working on some things where I end up taking that same type of thing and coming to a Harrisburg or Philly uh, where I got NFL players established at right. and doing that and just, you know, getting getting the facility built, maybe one or two, you know, around the towns and just keep getting as, as more kids go to college and get into the NFL the brand has expanded itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's it. And I just, every year, what I find myself doing is reinventing myself. That's why I was able to have the longevity. You know what I mean? Right. Just keep reinventing myself, seeing what's hot, stay connected with the kids. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to tell you what's hot and what's not. And then once I get those established, just leaving that, leaving that, you know, to the next group of trainers coming up, help them get sponsorships. And then, you know, maybe I get into indulge in having the 210 Sports Academy. We have a, a school. I mean, that yeah, might be yeah. down the line. Yeah, where you never know. Getting to having their own school and then we plan teams across the country. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. But that, I, I, I've been tinkering with that a little bit. I know people going to be, when they see this, they're going to be like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if you could get a, if you could get the, uh, if you could get the kids in there, man, like yeah. a charter or, you know, Right. Whatever, man. You, I mean, the talent's there. So everyone, you already right. here first. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a. It, I've been tinkering with it. I've been looking at some land plots and different things like that. You know, so you know, that's just the more or less next level. And can just keep branding out. I just want to see success. Me, I don't look at every kid going to the league, even though I, I can identify a kid and see it because I've been around it. I talked to the scouts in the NFL, college. You know what I mean? High school. You can identify, but my thing is, so these kids get a free education. That was the whole thing. So the kids can get a free education. And then what happens is now I'm bringing together, people don't understand when I do do those trainings, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, you're having kids from the city and kids from the suburbs had the opportunity to meet each other. And that's how a lot of these kids link up and end up going to the same school. And then the violence rate drops off. Right. And, you know, and I, and the, and, and when I, I want to thank a, a lot, like a guy like Chris, you know, Chris LaSalle down there at Pitt, you know what I mean? Cause he's helped me out a lot, mm-hmm. you know, um, Narduzzi, mm-hmm. those guys down there, you know what I mean? And, and Mike Tomlin, 
Mr. Rooney, you know, being able to get in there because that whole thing, when those kids are in that indoor, that it really, those kids go from school to training and they're tired. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it, it has served it's, to a point where it's stopping a lot of violence. Yep. You know, we, we talked to Ken Talley from Northeast up in Philly, you know, who's a right. Penn State commit last week right. about, and we talked some about all the crazy stuff that's going on in Philly. And, right. you know, it's, that's so important with these kids. And maybe I'll tell you a, a, a story. They're not just going to practice and going home. Mm. I talked to Dayon Hayes last year, um, right. you know, who, who committed to Pitt. And Dayon was going to school, going to practice. He would go work out right. with two tenths. Then he would go to Wendy's and work till like right. 12 or 1 right. a.m. Wow. And get up right. and do it all right. over again. Right. Um, so, And that's what I tell people when I say these kids, right now, especially in, in our cities, are being faced with these incredible challenges. But there's some incredible right. young men and women right. who really shouldn't have to face these things because right. despite these obstacles, man, they're doing some amazing things. You think right. about a kid right. like that who right. was in the, in the public league and is now pit, right. and right. he's a special player. So Right. right. Yeah, yeah. They on, they on and, and his coach, um, Dante – he does an excellent Dante Green. He does an excellent job with them kids over there because some of the stuff he got to deal with over there in that neighborhood. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he does an excellent job, and you know, kids. You know, some of these kids people don't realize some of these coaches got to deal with kids. I got a lot of IEPs on mm. teams. They might have. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a barrier within itself. You know what I mean? Disciplining them, getting them going there. And Dante Green does an excellent job by getting those kids from Westinghouse to play on the same page. You know what I mean? And he's a very humble guy, too, man. I like that guy a lot. But Dayon, when I first seen Dayon, you know, he came out the blue. His first step is similar to Aaron's. That's the first thing I said. I said, I ain't seen a dude. Listen, he had a heart. He didn't even know really how to get in the stands. But guess what? But when his get off, he's – I say he's like, um, what's the guy that used to play for 49ers back in the day, 95? Uh, from um, James Madison um, in the Hall of Fame. Um, Talking about Charles Haley? The defensive end. Charles Haley. Uh, Charles, that's who you remind Charles me. Haley. Yeah. yeah, didn't he go to James Madison? Well, that, well that's, yeah, I, I don't know if he went to James Madison or not, yeah. but I sure do know Charles Haley, and that's yeah, a heck Charles of a comparison. But, uh. but, yeah, because one thing, dudes, they can get to the quarterback. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's yeah. his good office. Yep. It, it, it's crazy. Some guys, man, like, Go look at uh, the MOTEP kid, Keon Wiley, who committed to Penn State. Right. Yeah. Right. When I turned right. on it, I was like, this kid is it, some oh, guys yeah, just yeah. have that. They just right. have that. When you know, right. when the when yeah. the ball yeah. snapped, they're in the backfield. Right. right. You know? Right. Now you right. teach them a little bit of technique on top of it. Right. And you got a, you know, you got a, a potential millionaire. <laughs> yeah, that's what that the pass rushers. The pass rushers, they, they're the ones that make the money, the pass rushers. They do. Yep. Getting to the quarterback. Everybody look at all these skill guys, but getting to the quarterback, that's an art in itself. And if you could do that, guess what? You could be second contract. You could be sitting real pretty. Yep. I, I trained um, Bryce Huff from the Jets. He found me on Instagram. He came in here from December to May, and and he he, he never really did footwork before, and now he's starting for the Jets. He just seen I was training Aaron. I had Justin Matabuka coming from the uh, Baltimore um, Ravens. He was another guy. Just he popped up out of town. Just start coming in training with me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, he had um, Ryan Bowman from Washington, the D tackle. He flew in here from Washington. 
And then I also trained Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. Yeah, because he's friends with Kurt Hines. So, yep. The, you know, we're, we're, I think we're running short on time here, but one of the things I wanted to ask you is everybody thinks their kid's going to be a college football player, right? Right. And you don't right. ever want to deter anyone from going after that goal. Right, um, right. But, you know, sometimes we're limited by height, weight. You talk about measurables. It's just right, a reality. Right. Um, but, you know, what's your best piece of advice for a kid um, who's trying to trying to get himself into college to play football and stuff right now? Well, the main thing is you just maximize what you got, your God-given gifts. You know what I mean? Get the grades, and you put that off-season, you get with your trainers, get in the weight room, eat right, have, have a good character. I don't care where you go. You know what I'm saying? D1, D2, D3, you got to go to JUCO. You know what I'm saying? You need to maximize your um, your God-given gifts. And if you got to go to a Mount Union and ball out, guess what? They'll find you. I, for instance, I got now Scott. He went to Frostburg State, Division Three. Mm. Right now, he, he he came to me, got cut. Got cut from Cincinnati, got injured. He got cut from Denver, back to Cincinnati, San Fran, back to Denver, and now he's at the Ravens right now. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He went Division Three. So, it really, you know, if, if, if you're good and you put in that effort and you right. listen to your coaches, they'll find you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the main thing is get that degree. That's the thing. Get the degree. And that's what it's all about. Get the free education. The degree can be six figures. You might make right. the NFL and get cut right. in the second week or blow a knee. Right. And if you ain't got a degree. Right, right. You end up behind. Hey, so. Ivy League. I tell them, I tell them, if you get an Ivy League offer, you know Take what I mean? And you got Mac, you better think about it. You know what I'm Definitely. saying? Definitely. The mind is a terrible thing it. to waste. <laughs> right, right. Get that take, go to that Ivy League school, you know? I yep. got from Central Valley, uh, the quarterback out there. Just just uh right, yeah, yeah. He's an player. Yep. I right at Harvard, Rodney Thomas. I, He's up there. He's he's at Yale. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, there's a bunch of kids down here that's you know, obviously. Yep, yep. Hey, I'm gonna tell you a story real quick before you go about Jaquan Brisker, right? Mm-hmm. Gotta make it quick. So Jaquan, I, I Jaquan, Jaquan, he used to I used to stop training at nine o'clock, right? Jaquan Brisker had to work. He would come train with me from nine to ten thirty. He would have me and him in there. The year he went up to Lackawanna, and this dude, he this is why he does what he does. He wants it. He wants to be great. He had me in there sometimes where I wanted to leave. But guess what? I couldn't tell the kid no, and look what came out of it. Now, kids, look what he's doing now. Yep. Yep. So. Well, Dwayne, I personally want to say I appreciate all the positive things you're doing for our community and, and the youth, definitely instilling that winning leadership mindset into them both on the field and off the field because it's bigger than football at the end of the day you know right so definitely right. uh i'm happy to see everything you're doing with two times speed and training uh and definitely continue and i hope to see everything that you uh hope to see come into fruition yeah i appreciate it will man hey i've been, hey. been going bad so far it will <laughs> hey we're gonna, we're gonna have you on again too we'll talk about some more guys out there in western pa Definitely, definitely. Appreciate you. No doubt. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks, Wayne. Yep. All right, bye-bye.
Brian, that was Dwayne Brown. That was week three of our podcast. Tell me what your thoughts are. What you think about it? You know, wow, right? I mean, two tenths, speed and agility uh, in Western PA. You know, when I first got here to Pennsylvania, he was a guy who I went out to Spooky Nook to a seven on seven, to big seven on seven they had out there, Nebby, and he was kind of pointing me around to guys and guys that weren't even really being talked about yet, guys who are now in college. And, um, you know, he touched on everything with that one, Nebby. I mean, we're talking about from starting in the back of a pickup truck to Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 you know, he might be the baddest man on the planet. I keep saying that, yes. um, you know, Miles Sanders, Jaquan Briskery's working with those guys, but you know, he, we, we get to tell that story and that was awesome to kind of backtrack on that and hear that stuff, man. But also I think great advice in there from a guy who's got guys on every level of football right now for people who are trying to get to that next level. What what did you think? Nebby? Yeah, certainly. I mean, to hear him, you know, his story of starting in the back of a pickup truck. If that's not a story of perseverance, I don't know what it is. You know, his dream was just so big from the beginning, and he's put everything into fruition. To have someone like him in the community of Pittsburgh instilling all this knowledge and positive motivation into the youth, the world needs more people like Dwayne Brown. So I definitely appreciate having him on our segment this week and look forward to speaking with him even more because, you know, High school athletes at this time, especially in this day and age, need people like him and need to hear these messages for people like Aaron Donald to come back and pour forth into the youth. That just shows that, you know, alone you can go fast, but together we can go far. So I'm excited to see what we have in the upcoming weeks. Absolutely. And so, guys, I, I think that's it for week three of the PA High School Football Report on Penn Live. And Nebby, tell them what to do with Penn Live, man. Be sure to subscribe to PennLive.com for all of our exclusive content. <laughs>